You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Root Lock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm the founder of Rootlock Tarot, my practice for reading and teaching the tarot cards. I'm creating this podcast for a couple of reasons. The first is to provide a resource for people who are trying to learn the tarot cards. In each episode, you'll find step-by-step instructions that will help you to familiarize yourself and get proficient at reading tarot cards. The second reason is to contribute to the conversation. Because tarot is malleable and ever-evolving, the more voices that contribute to the conversation about it, the better in my mind. I'd like to add my voice to that conversation and contribute my ideas about the tarot. And I'd also like to hear from you. So if you have any questions, comments, or things you want to talk to me about, please shoot me an email. You can reach me at rootlocktarot at gmail.com. In this first episode, I'll give you an idea of the philosophy that I use to approach the tarot cards. If you're someone who's skeptical about tarot, you might find my philosophy a bit reassuring. After that, we'll get started with our first lesson. I'll tell you which deck I recommend starting with, how to take a look at the deck for the first time, and how to do a beginner spread. So that said, let's get started with the first episode of Rootlock Radio. start our first lesson, I want to give you an idea of the philosophy I use to approach the tarot cards. Before you really know much about the tarot cards, you probably have some perception of them as a mystical tool that fortune tellers use to tell you things that you don't know and tell you what's going to happen to you in the future. Now, I recommend setting aside this whole idea of what's called divination or fortune telling when you first approach the tarot cards. The main reason for this is that most people are skeptical of the ability of the tarot cards to tell you things that you don't know or tell you what's going to happen to you sometime in the future. And in many ways, I'm one of those people, even after using the tarot cards for years. Having worked with the tarot cards for this amount of time, what I've come to realize is that the best use of them is not so much telling me what's going to happen or what I don't already know, but helping me to understand the best path for me to take forward. Throughout these episodes, we'll talk a lot about the imagery, the symbols, and the archetypes that are represented in the cards. What comes with these images, symbols, and archetypes is a lot of wisdom about the human experience. So when you decide to select a card or a spread of cards in the face of a question or a dilemma or a choice that you have to make, you are asking the cards to share their wisdom with you. So no matter what card you draw in relation to the situation you're facing, you will get some bit of wisdom that will help you, if you try, 
to reframe the situation and see it from a different side and in a new way and hopefully help you to get some clarity about what you should do about it. Now there's nothing wrong with enjoying the mystical aspect of the tarot cards and I, that's not what I'm trying to get at here. Many times I'll draw a card and be quite shocked at how perfectly fitting it is. And especially when I do tarot readings for other people, there's nothing more enjoyable than watching people feel surprised and delighted at how fitting the cards that they're seeing are for them in their life. So by all means, enjoy that part of the tarot. In future episodes, I'll revisit all this, and we'll talk more about divination and the mystical aspects of the tarot, as well as the practical side of it. But for now, I think it's useful to know that focusing on divination is not all that important as a beginner tarot reader. So that said, let's get started on our first lesson. So for our first lesson, we're going to talk about which tarot deck to start with. There are a lot of options. If you go to any store that offers tarot decks, you might see dozens, if not hundreds of decks. So it can be a little overwhelming to try to figure out where to start. And for that reason, I would like to recommend the Rider Waite Tarot deck as the place to start. A lot of other decks are inspired by the art on the Rider Waite deck, so it's sort of like the mother deck in a lot of ways. That doesn't mean it's the oldest deck. Um, there are other tarot decks that date back farther. Uh, the Marseille is another classic tarot deck that predates the Rider Waite deck. However, the Rider Waite deck is unique from the ones that predate it in that there is artwork on every single card. So if you pick up a Rider Waite deck, and I recommend that you do, and you start looking through, you'll see that there are a couple different kinds of cards. So the first is called Major Arcana cards. There are 22 of them. Um, and they start with zero, which is the fool, and go up to 21, which is the world. Now the major arcana cards represent sort of more um, archetypal and major experiences in life. And when you lay them out as a set, um, and you get to understand what the images and the archetypes in those images mean, you start to get the story of a person's journey through life, through the human experience. Now the other type of card in the tarot deck is the Minor Arcana cards. Um, these come in four suits, which is cups, wands, swords, and pentacles, and they range from aces to the number 10, and then there are four court cards, the page, the knight, the queen, the king. So these are kind of more like the classic playing card deck, and actually playing cards are rooted in the tarot deck. Now each suit represents a particular type of energy. So just the basic way that each card 
uh, derives its meaning is you can think of it as an intersection of energy. So each card is an intersection of energy between the suit, so whether it's cups, wands, swords, or pentacles, and the number, right? So numerology dictates that each number has a specific energy of its own. So when you combine the energy of the suit with the energy of the number, that's where you sort of get the meaning of the card. So as someone who's not familiar, which you may not be, with numerology or with the elemental energies of water, fire, air, and earth, it may be difficult for you to memorize what each card would mean. And that's exactly why the Rider Waite deck is special and helpful for a beginner tarot reader. Because rather than having to memorize what 10 swords means, you see an image on the card of 10 of swords that helps you to understand what that card means. So with, say, the Marseille deck, the other sort of classic deck, that's what you see on the card. You see ten swords, you see seven pentacles, you see uh, six wands. You don't see an image depicting what that intersection of energy actually denotes. So that's why the Rider-Waite deck is particularly helpful for beginner tarot readers. That said, I recommend starting out with the Rider-Waite tarot deck. We're, we're going to talk a lot about the particular meanings of each of the cards and how to learn those meanings and how to become familiar with the cards, but there's also something about intuition that plays a big part in reading tarot. So no matter how much you try to memorize what each card means, you should still be also relying on your own reaction to each card, your own what you see in each card on your own. As a first sort of preliminary experiment and a preliminary attempt to read the tarot, what I recommend doing is sitting down and shuffling the deck thoroughly, you know, just just shuffling it as much as you can, making sure it's nice and mixed up, um, because if you're buying a brand new deck, it won't be. So, you know, shuffle, 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 and then figure out a way that you want to draw the cards out of it. So what I do is I usually cut the deck in half after I've shuffled it. So cut the deck into two piles, and then the lower piles where I draw my three cards from. So what we're doing is we're drawing three cards. So this is one of the most classic starter spreads. Okay, so past, present, future. And then flip them over and see what you've drawn. Now if any of them are upside down, turn them right side up. We'll talk about reversals, which is upside down cards, later. We're not going to do that yet. And just look at the cards. Um, and ask yourself some questions. Look at the images on the cards. Right? So what I drew for this, this experiment is the Ten of Cups for past, the Six of Pentacles for present, and the Major Arcana card, Judgment, for future. So looking at the past card, right, I see uh, some figures, some people, and they look very happy. There's a rainbow up above them with the Ten Cups embedded in it, and it looks like a very celebratory card. So I think to myself, okay, there's something of celebration, right? And I may want to look at the colors, too. So the people in the card are happy, the colors are bright, there's a nice blue sky, which usually denotes happiness, there's a rainbow. Um, so it's a very positive feeling card. And then for the middle card, I have the, the Six of Pentacles. And on this card, there's a man holding a, uh, a scale, and he is giving something to 
these two men that are begging to him. So he's in nicer clothes than they are. He ostensibly has more money than they do. And he is sort of giving them something. Um, it looks like he's feeding or giving money to beggars. Um, the background of the card is gray, um, which is much less happy. A gray sky is not as happy as a blue sky, right? So this seems to be some sort of exchange of goods, exchange of money, and it seems to have something to do with, you know, there's the rich and there's the poor. And then for the future card, I have the Major Arcana card, Judgment. And there are people standing up in what appear to be tombstones. They're all naked, their bodies are blue, and they're looking up to a, a trumpeter in the sky, an angel with a trumpet and a flag in the sky. And it very much seems like um, some sort of after-death thing, especially with the word Judgment. So looking at those three cards, you know, the, the first one is very happy and positive. The second one is more negative um, and has a feeling of sort of inequality, right? And then the third one has this feeling of sort of a great moment of judgment. And it kind of feels like after death, right? So, so there's something a little bit morbid in me about it. They're blue bodies, they're naked bodies standing up in these graves but also something just sort of faded with the, the trumpeting angel. Um, so I might think to myself, well, in the past, this situation was very happy and celebratory and simple and positive. The blue sky, the celebrating family, the, re the rainbow, the dancing kids. In the present, maybe there's some sort of transition happening, having to do with work or money or possessions. And then in the future, somehow I'm going to be called to my fate. So even though this maybe is some sort of death experience, right? These people in the, in the graves have died. Maybe it's some sort of big transition, right? Death usually represents a transition, not physical death. Through this transition from happiness to a more unequal scenario, I will be called to something greater. Okay, so that's, that's what I see in these three cards. So even without knowing what the cards actually mean and knowing what other people would say that the cards mean, I'm able to look at them and sort of by looking at what the figures in the cards are doing, just my emotional reaction to the people in the cards, the colors that I see in the cards, I'm able to see sort of a story unfolding before me. So that it really is the most basic skill in tarot reading. And um, I recommend when you get your first deck that you do this exercise as well and just push yourself to try to understand what the cards mean even without looking them up or trying to figure out what someone else would say they mean. What do you see? So to recap this first tarot lesson, I recommend that you buy a copy of the Rider-Waite tarot deck and take a look at it and understand the major and minor arcana cards and also understand the four suits, the cups, the wands, the swords, and the pentacles and understand that each card is an intersection of its suit and its number and then shuffle the cards and draw a past present and future tarot spread and then take a look at that and assess what you see without looking up what the cards mean this will give you an idea of the intuitive nature of tarot reading and help you to get started on building your own relationship 
with the tarot cards. Rootlock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It's written and produced by me, Weston. The intro music for today's show was provided by Shenandoah Davis. You can find her information in the show notes. She's also got a new album coming out, so please check her out. The music you're hearing now is provided by Jere. You can find the link to her band camp in the show notes as well. And listen to her radio show on Brooklyn Radio. It's called The Ice Cream and Cake Show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time for Root Lock Radio.